No. We're going to discuss the bracha of Elokei We say this bracha every day, and there is a basic problem with saying this bracha. We have to understand what it is all about. Um, yeah, if you if you have the text in front of you, it may make it slightly easier. <laughs> Zachary. I'm sure you can find it somewhere on that electronic device in front of you. I'm sure there's another kind of shama waiting somewhere in cyberspace to be rescued. Um, perhaps there are no neshamas in cyberspace. That's a very good point. In cyberspace? Mm. Is that a thing? I don't know. Um, so the bracha of Elokeinu Shama, the bracha of Elokeinu Shama, is a bracha which we recite every morning. The question is exactly where does the bracha go on? The previous bracha of Asher Yotzei is Adam Bechochma, when you discuss the miraculous workings of the human body, we have a level of connection because we can experience the miraculous workings of the human body. The presumption that seems to be implicit before we make this declaration over the Kai Neshama is that we have some experiential connection to our Neshamas. And that is something I'd like to explore. Before I do so, I would just like to go through the text because there's perhaps just in terms of understanding what the words say, it's a, it's a vital prerequisite to understand what the import and meaning is. So let's go through the text, slowly but surely, and um, let's see what it has to offer, if I may. Holding all your attention, which seems to be a bit of a hard act at this point in time, but... Elokai, so it's interesting that the reason why, why doesn't this bracha begin with Baruch? So the truth is, the truth is, according to the certainly, certainly the custom <coughs> in Eretz Yisrael, you don't say the kai where the Ashkel puts it, which is after the Eidudroim Shadam Eichaperisem, after the Psukim and the Brises that you recite after the Birkas Torah. You put Elokai Neshama straight after Ashiyotzai. And there's a principle in brachas that when you have a bracha beginning with a Baruch followed by another bracha, immediately after it. So, if you began with the first bracha and they're meant to be said in succession, you only make a bracha on the first bracha, not the second bracha. So, that would explain why this bracha begins without a bracha. But it doesn't necessarily explain why it begins with the word Elokai. It's a strange opening to a bracha. And specifically, it is um, most brachas, most brachas, we should, most brachas speak in the plural so if it is a bracha it's a little bit strange why it speaks in the first person you are following me then it says the neshama that you have placed inside me is pure so the question is if the neshama is placed inside me so the me is not the neshama that means the neshama is something which is external to the absolute I of who I am. But it's not the body either. Because when you say Asher Yatsar, you go to the next sentence. You breathe it into me. Slowly, slowly. Elokai neshama she nosato be the neshama you've given to me, so the me is not the neshama. 
the essential I is not the neshama. That's interesting to ponder. Tahoya here it is tar. What would happen, Feldman, if a person the night before he said the bracha went out on a murdering rampage? He committed. He went out murdering, worshiping Avodah Zarah, and committing adulterous acts. And then he woke up in the morning, and he's from. So he has to he washes his hands like every from you did, and he makes all the tzitzit Does he say this bracha? Yeah. yeah. According, yeah. especially according to that first sentence, of course. It's not the neshama shinas atavita. The neshama is tahor. The neshama is always pure. You can't blemish it. So there's no effect that a person can have on the neshama inside of him. I'd like to know what this neshama is. Tahori. Then the then the bracha goes on and says, "Ata v'raso, ata yitzarto, ata nefachto." It describes three stages: a bria, a yitzira, and a nefichah. There are three different words which describe the creative process in relation to the neshama. The first one is a bria. What is that? How does it differ from Yetzirah? Bria means creation. Yetzirah means a forming. Atonafachtobi means you breathed it into me. So you first have to create whatever that means, then you have to form, and then you can breathe. The Atonashamra Bekirbi, and you guard it inside of me. Again, it's me, it's inside of me, and it's the place where Nisham is lo- located is Bekirbi, within me. And in the future you will take it out of me. So the me will remain and the neshama will go. Then you'll put it back inside of me. So again, it will come back at the later stage. It will go and it will come back. In the future. As long as the neshama is with me. I thank you. Hashem Why does it have to repeat that? Hashem Kulamasim, the master of all acts. Why is it relevant to this bracha? Adon master of all souls. I see the relevance. Bracha to Hashem, Hamachazir, the one that returns neshamos souls, lifkaim to corpses, mesim, which are dead. So the bracha is a very strange bracha. Mm. It's 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 not clear what the neshama is. It's not clear where the, where the, what the bracha is trying to do. The repetition of the kai, Adon Kalamasim, is, is also not clear. How do we find some level of clarity in this bracha? In order to do so, I think we have to understand the basic point of the four time periods whereby the neshama shifts in its location. When was it, when is the neshama created, Rabbi Sa? When did the Rebbeinu Shaolam make your neshama, John T. Hetz? Adam. 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 No. He made he made what? He made all the neshamas of Adam and Rishon. Yeah. That's yeah. A, we all a piece yeah. of Like ev- he created every man neshama when he created Adam, and every woman neshama when he created and then we were all just splinters of that because he was so holy and then we were all just splinters of that okay so I'm not well versed in the Kabbalistic writings but certainly the Shama was created before any of us in this room were conceived the Shama has an existence prior to conception 
which means that's the expression that the neshamas are contained in a place which is interestingly called the guf which is located how can things be located there's no space in the spiritual world underneath the kisa covered the throne of glory the neshamas have a source in the higher spiritual realm and that source in the higher spiritual realm exists prior to a person being brought into this world through conception and later birth when does the neshama enter into the body the moment of conception there's a chiller from Reb Moshe Feinstein that says what happens if a woman miscarries even in the first 40 days does her miscarriage have a chalik in Olam Haba will the, will the neshama will the, the child that she miscarried stand up as it were for Tchir in the revival of the dead and he answers categorically that yes that the neshama comes into the body as it were, whatever body there is at the time of conception and some neshamas require a minuscule tikkun in order to reach their perfection and that minuscule tikkun can take place within after conceptions two days, three days, four days, five days, forty days, fifty days, six days, three months, six months, whatever it is and once they've reached that tikkun, it could just be to be in a form of a fetus for a period of time once that tikkun, that rectification is realized the neshama goes back to the so the first stage just let's describe the chronology if we may the first stage of the existence of a neshama is it's placed underneath the kisa kavod at conception the neshama is brought into the body of the person at death the neshama is removed from the body of the person and stowed away in a place called the world of souls it's not in Gan Eden it's not in Gan Eden the neshama then is separated from the guf. The guf goes into the body and it goes into the ground and disintegrates. The neshama goes to the olam neshama and stays there. And we'll have to discuss what it does there. After the body has disintegrated in the ground, at the time of what's called yom din hagadol, there's a judgment, and the body is judged if it's worthy to be revived. If it is revived. The neshama that was stowed away in the olam neshamas is combined with the guf that is disintegrated now being reformed and that being lives for eternity simply in physical form most rishonim understand that olam atachir which will be eternal existence is a physical reality it's not a spiritual reality it would be a bridge sorry it would be a bridge of both at the very end will be a synergy of where body and soul work together for the same purpose so there are four time periods the neshama beforehand the neshama whilst it's in the guf the neshama in olam and neshamas and the neshama in the new guf now if you think about the time period whereby the neshama stays in the guf and the time period where the neshama lives afterwards in the olam atchir forever and the time period that it essentially exists from thousands of years before it was put into the guf so then you find out that this world is a very narrow bridge a very narrow bridge a very narrow bridge <laughs> and that's Pshat in the Maimar of Nachman when you think about the neshama's existence for eternity and the way when you look at the, the this world in that perspective this world is a blink of an eyelid 
this world is a blink of an island and the scary part about this world is in that blink of an island you create or you destroy your eternity this this small space in time relatively speaking is got the highest stakes ever imagined because if you use it productively so then you create an eternity which is eternally nourishing if you do not use it productively you create an eternity which is a exercise in eternal frustration which is not so much fun so the time period that's given for us to make or break is extremely limited in the perspective of hundreds and hundreds and thousands and billions of years you've got 80, 90, 100 to play around with and that, that makes everything work or so therefore you have to understand that the neshama is put into our bodies for a brief period of time in order that we should access it so now let's go through these stages slowly slowly Yes, any questions? Yeah. Go, uh, go, go, Ronnie. Uh, did you just imply that the universe is uh, some billions of years old? Good. Next question. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the it's almost as if you yes. put it into a body multiple times, though. Because yeah, we have the concept of the body. Right. So for, without getting onto the concept of re uh, reincarnation, let's keep things simple and discuss a also, simple format. I wanted to ask about... We have a proof of Mishpatim, I think. That you're, if, because you're not five misa on a miscarriage, and we talk about it, then I don't know how you could be, how you can consider it a full. What happens if you kill a man who's fatally ill? Yeah, not five misa. Thank you. But you also don't have to go to the city of refuge, don't you? You potter. No. You potter. It's a trefer. You know, it's not called. Did you say you have misa or you not have misa? You're not. You're, you're not have misa because you kill a trefer. Does that mean you didn't kill him? Avada, you killed him. But in order to get the obligation of a death penalty, you have to kill a viable entity, and a viable entity is only after birth. You don't have to go to a city refuge. No, he's dead. Gavra Katila Kotel. You killed a dead man. So you see, the, the, the criteria for Chiyuv Misa do not mean that the person's not alive. A trefer, he's got 11, 12 months to live. Right. He'll die within the next 12 months. Well, every, every minute, every second of life is precious. If you'd, if you'd be on, would you be Michal Shabbos for him? Avada you would, Bikuach Nefesh. So the Chiyuv Misa and what's called life are two dis disparate halachic topics. Good. Zach. Um, again, says who on general, on Torah, <laughs> on again, what, what are you referring to? Where do we, have we like studied the Neshama and watched it go through this, like how? New question, if I understand what you're asking. Where are the sources which document these four stages of the Neshama prior to the body, within the body, Olam and Neshamas and afterwards? No, 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 uh, we have Raya's, how do we know they even true? A question. Is the Torah true? <laughs> the Torah doesn't talk about Do you want me to read you? you are you joking? Do you want me to read you the words? From the five books of Moses, may I? The five books of Moses telling us about Chesamesim. Could I be so bold? 
Could I be so bold? May I? Without with your permission, Zach? Bring down, bring down the fire. Where's the chumash? Bring down the fire. And I quote from you. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 39. Reu, see. Ato, ato, ba'ani. Now, ki ani, anihu, I am the one. Ve'ain Elohim imodi, and there is no other God but me. Ani, amis, I cause death. Va'achaye, and I will revive. Mochatsi, I strike down. Vani epo. And I will heal. The ain miyadi matzil, and there is no one who can be saved from my hand. In other words, I'm all powerful. Ani amis, I will kill, put to death. Vaani achaye, and I will bring back to life. Pretty explicit. The end. <laughs> hey. Um, I will put to death and I will yes. bring back to life. <laughs> Meaning that I can, he, Hashem can kill and Hashem can give life, bring life whenever he wants. I will cause life, meaning <laughs> I will cause a so life from nothing. If that's what the well, meaning would be, so then it would be in the wrong order. It would be Ani Achayev, Ani Amis. Be strange to say I will. Your grandmother dies and then their baby is born. Like that's what? that's okay. If the next coming, your grandmother dies and the baby. Is <laughs> You're saying that the room Sorry? is wrong. All the whole order is wrong. It doesn't say. Otherwise, it would have switched it if you. If it's not true. It says ani. Go again. Ani amis. I will kill. Vachay and I will revive. My translation. And I will bring to life. Sorry. And I will bring to life. The dead person. Mochatsti, I will strike Vani Airport and I will heal. You could. Should say. What? I will heal and then I will hurt. No. No. No, no, no. Are we missing the point here? In life in general? No, no, no. <laughs> yes, it says it explicitly. So, what, what's the argument? No, it doesn't say I will cause them Because if you wanted to say a cycle, it would say I give life and I, and I kill. If you were talking about the cycle, but it's, it's not talking about the cycle. It's talking, it's like I will kill and then when, when I kill from that, then I will bring life from death. I think it's safe for the If you want to say the whole thing's out of order, then I'll think about it. same one who kills, the same one who kills, the same one who kills life. Bring, wait, it says brings life or brings back to life. Well, well, again, it's the same word for both. Ve'echayeh. And I will... Like... And I will... So, so God has the ability to kill, but he doesn't have the, the ability to, to bring back? Like, oh. I have the ability to kill. That doesn't mean he will. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, great, that's a great will. way to answer my question I just asked. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Snapsies. <laughs> 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 like, what, so what? So he only has... He's finite and what he can do. Okay, gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. Settle down, settle down. Gamora says the same explicitly. Settle down, settle down. The Gamora says from his process. Okay. Rabbi Sai Dayani Mumchim.
There's two points. The first point is Tchersamesim in Atomi 9. Where do you know Tchersamesim in This is one of the sources which are used. So, wherever the source of Tchersamesim is in the Torah, I, I honestly believe that Tchersamesim is without finding a scriptural source, which we have, but without finding a scriptural source, we have explicit scriptural source, even if we were not, <laughs> even if we were not to find this explicit scriptural source where the Bible states that there will be Tchias Amasim. Well, 13 principles also, right? Philosophically speaking, philosophically speaking, it's impossible to comprehend of the framework of a spiritual system whereby Tchias Amasim isn't an integral part. Tchiasamesim is the principle which runs throughout the entire Torah. Without Tchiasamesim, the entire spiritual system falls by the wayside. It's not that you can have lots of mitzvahs and then also there's Tchiasamesim on the side. Tchiasamesim is kol ha-Torah kula is Tchiasamesim. Obviously that requires... It's like saying like this. Let's hear it. I'm <laughs> a sword and there is no possible way to comprehend that I'm not holding a sword because this entire room together all understands the concept of a sword so how could you even deny a sword? It's not saying that at all but, but if you would like a sword it's not saying that it's not saying that it's not sa- in other words as follows there are certain axioms upon which a spiritual system is based and there are certain additional details to a spiritual system when you remove an axiom so the spiritual system falls when you remove a detail, the spiritual why, system... Why? We have, we have uh, Ghanaian, why do you need Tchersamesim? Okay, sorry, well, let's discuss why, but I'm just... I'm not explaining why that's so, I'm just stating this as a introduction to a hypothesis that I would like to present. The hypothesis is, and I haven't presented it yet, that without Tchersamesim, you can't have this system known as Torah, the spiritual system of Judaism will fall by the wayside. It can't, it can't stand up. Um, and that's based on the understanding that there are axioms within a given system and when you remove the axiom so the entire system crumbles as opposed to details in other words what happens if you wouldn't have the mitzvah of tzitzis it could be that if you don't have the mitzvah of tzitzis Torah could, could still stand or if a person doesn't so now good so now the question is those axioms which keep Judaism Alive, or which found the basis of what Judaism is about, how many of them are there? Where if you subtract them from the equation, the whole thing crumbles. So according to the, Ram, the Rambam, the 13. According to the Sefer Ikorim, there are only three. We'd have to understand why the Rambam puts in 13 and why the Sefer Ikorim puts in three. They both agree that Tchersamesim is one of them. So now we have to understand, seemingly Tchersamesim is a detail and not fundamental. What is fundamental about Tchersamesim? Good? Are you all with me that far? Yes. Yes, Natan. Unless you're a Sadducee, right? I'm not a Sadducee. <laughs> you don't even know what a Sadducee like is. Tzadukim. Like Tzadukim. Yeah. Tzadukim. The Tzadukim didn't believe in the oral Torah. So what do you mean, unless you're saying, if you're, it's, it's a duke, yeah, it's a, a system of just I'm not saying that you can't have other systems, you can be a Zoroastrian, but uh, you can't be a Jew, that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to say that there's, there's, no, uh, there's, no, there's no possibility. You could be a what? Zoroastrian. Zoroastrian. It's an ancient Persian religion. They have it in Syria. 
Well, it may have it in Syria now, but it comes from Persia. Maybe it comes from Syria as well. You can buy cups and They just had the Torah, supposedly, and then they didn't believe. So they didn't understand that the Torah was even indirectly. Whatever. But yeah, but I'm just, yeah. So the didn't believe in the Torah of Alpe, and they were militant in trying to undermine that belief from the Jewish people as a whole. But there's a passage anyway that says Kesem, so they believe in that? No. no. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they did. <laughs> Who cares? You just said it was a. Who? <laughs> One second. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, gentlemen, let's just try and hold ourselves together. Um, let's think about Tchias Achaim before we get into Tchias Amazim. Tchias Achaim, being alive when you're alive. So, what I would like to suggest is that the principle of Tchias Amazim is not some random associated principle which is a detail in Judaism, but it's the fundamental point upon which Judaism swivels around. And Taka, the whole Torah, speaks about it the whole time. Luckily. So <laughs> all we have to do is develop the ears and the eyes to see how when the Torah seemingly wasn't speaking about it, is speaking about it, which, which I look forward to doing in the upcoming Shiorim. Thank you for your somewhat divided attention.